My, my coffee's not ready yet. Uh, do, do, do an intro. Why? <laughs> Why? D don't act nervous. I know your pink socks hanging out, but put. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, my coffee's not done brewing yet, but uh, this is the Pink Sock Podcast. Anything can happen. I got coffee brewing. I got an itchy butthole. I don't know what's going on, but we do have a Crypt Keeper in the backstage area. Uh, he doesn't look like the Crypt Keeper. I think. This is what the Crypt Keeper looked like before he got all fucked up and old, I think. Uh, here he is. Hi, guys. My good boy. Mo good nice morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Yes, I am the reiteration of the Crypt Keeper. I'm the healthy version of him. You know. Oh, okay. Well, he, he was healthy. I think he had, like, herpes of the face. <laughs> but, but, the uh, You're wearing a Steel Panther shirt, so you ought to know. Yeah, I've got an itchy asshole and a crotch. I don't know what's going on, but I think I got it all from a Steel Panther show. Oh. <laughs> so I got a question for you. You're into this whole, you're into bodybuilding and working out and stuff. And AC Slade mentioned last week somebody blowing their asshole out from lifting weights. Have you had any uh, mishaps while working out or or accidents? Myself personally? Yeah. Or have you seen it? I've seen some sketchy shit go down. I haven't seen anybody's asshole get blown out. I've had a client throw up on me before. Um, oh, no way. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was just, a, I just got a, a splash of a residue, you know. It was kind of exorcist-like, but that, that was cool. I deserved it. I was, I was making her do really hard shit. And I think she, I think she was hungover. You ever have those, those hungover cardio workouts? It doesn't, doesn't go well. Uh, but no, nothing, nothing that bad, actually. Splash of Residue sounds like the new Misfit song. Yeah. <laughs> I, I expect royalties from that, you know? I love your Iggy Pop shirt, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I decided to not be a poser and not wear my own clothing, so I, I figured I'd wear the Iggy Pop shirt, and if anyone doesn't know who this is, then they should stop listening to this and go listen to Iggy Pop. <laughs> Iggy, Pop. Well, Iggy Pop is one of the only men that has the balls at like 70, what, five to still not wear a shirt. Yeah, that's, that's my inspiration for sure. That's still cool. like, and still in good shape. All those years of coke and heroin will do that to you, I think. You'll just have a permanently skinny physique. You'll either be like Iggy Pop or like Kurt Cobain. There's no in between. Yeah, right, right. Either, either one's fine. You know, they're both probably happy. <laughs> I heard uh, Kirk Cobain does, uh, just had to clear his head. That's what I was 
<laughs> yeah, dude, there's so many of those funny ass Kurt Cobain like death jokes. You want, here, here's my favorite one. You ready? You right. want to know how uh, how they knew that Kurt Cobain had dandruff? Because they found his head and shoulders behind his couch. Yes, <laughs> that's my favorite one. I'm glad you know that. Nobody knows that. He had the that's JFK. The one from me. Him and JFK had a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if I was more of a Nirvana van, fan, perhaps I'd be uh, kind of upset. But they, they never, uh, they, they never got me. I never got them as much. I never got into them too much. So. I'm a Nirvana oh, fan, but it's not too soon. It's been what fucking like 25 years or something like that. Yeah, something like that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like people that get upset about jokes about 9/11. It's been 20 years. We're good. Like we're we're fine now. <laughs> I'm all for the good too soon joke. So don't worry. Oh, I love – ever watch them roasts on Comedy Central? No. No. Um, there, there was a roast one time on Comedy Central. It was like a few days after the death of Paul Walker. Like not even like – it was like a, not even a week. And Jeff Ross went up there, and he was roasting Alec Baldwin, I think. might have been. Uh, he was like, uh, Ludacris is here. He has that famous song, Move, Bitch, Get Out the Way. That's what Paul Walker should have said to the tree. And the whole crowd was like, "Woo!" Good. Good. I respect the balls on that. You know what I mean. For the name of comedy, I respect it. You know, rest in peace, Paul Walker. He also he was the same guy that made fun of Gary Coleman not long after he died. He was like, uh, "Gary Coleman recently died from multiple aneurysms," which is kind of like different strokes. (laughs) Different strokes for different folks, right? So you want to tell us a little bit about uh, Death Comes Lifting? It's a uh, workout. It's a podcast. What what is it? We're a universe. We're everything. We're an army. We're a community of fit misfits. I started it as a uh, feel free to interject at any time during during my spiel if you have any if you have any questions. But uh, so long story short, I'm a personal trainer, strength and conditioning coach, nutritionist, all that all that shit. But also. More importantly, I'm a heavy metal, punk rock, and horror movie fan, nerd, always have been, always will be, always will be the out-of-shape nerd kid, and I always felt like that, even in the fitness industry that I found myself working in. And uh, once you're in the industry, you kind of are expected to kind of comply, kind of wear, you know, Nike jumpsuits that are like 300 bucks, and like, you know, all this shit. And I just never did, man. I never got down with it, and I was always searching for something i would like to wear so i usually ended up just wearing like sweatpants and my old iggy pop t-shirts or something like that i'm like fuck man we got i have to there there has to be something out there that that i would like to wear and people like me would like to wear and there wasn't so i said fuck it i'm gonna do this myself i always been kind of an artist kind of a creative person so we design all the designs and it started real small just with like two t-shirts and um, now merch seems to be like a side project. We do whatever we can, and it, it's become more about building a community and a podcast and a whole online presence. And it's it's been a real blessing to be a part of it, man. So that's that that's my spiel. So you took the best of like three worlds and combined it. In one. <laughs> it's kind of what I did. I just wanted to work for myself. I wanted to do shit I like to do, and I like to work out, and I like to rock out, and I like to watch and read or fucked up things. So I just made made them all come together. And then I met somebody as cool as like the do for you up there, Adam Dorak. Adam Gorak, all the way in Australia that supports it. So if it reached all the way to Australia, I, I knew I was doing a good job. So thanks, Adam. Thanks for the yeah, support. Oh, good, man. For, I believe for, I was like the first international order. 
yeah, you were the first international order. It's yeah. weird. It's weird because Gurak and Kanak and uh, Funky all three were the first international warriors for us. Really? <laughs> hey, hey, that's where the good shit is. For for the next question, do you smell what the Gurak is cooking? Always, always. <laughs> On his podcast, he does. I think yeah, it's I'll, I'll, on my podcast. I smell him. I think it it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. Gurak is actually a cook. It's <laughs> great. So, what's your favorite horror movie series? I go back and forth between uh, you mean series or or uh, movie or like movie series like movie that has more than one film. Man, I, I would say my whoever gave me a high five from India on the chat board, I give them a high five from the United States. That was Kanak. Kanak, uh, my man, India, respect. Um, my favorite horror movie is probably the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but just the first one. So I wouldn't consider that my favorite horror movie series. I would consider my favorite horror movie series probably the Halloween series. I, I, I would say when it comes to the series, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a hot mess, dude. It, yeah. went, from, it went from like horror to like family comedy to like... Like they were still, they're just still trying to figure out what to do with it. Every reboot, remake that comes out, prequels, like none of them could ever, can ever get it right. None of them could ever recapture that magic of the first one. I love how just deranged and fucked up it is. Like, I think it's a comedy, basically. Like, that, that's yeah. what I find sad. Like, I, that like dysfunctional family interaction, that's the kind of crazy psychological shit I love in horror movies. But I also, on the other hand, really love splatter films like Evil Dead. And you know, Return of the Living Dead and Dead Alive and all that stuff, the crazy over the top eighty shit. I think is also very funny and very cool too. Are you a fan of um, what's the name of that? Full Moon uh, Features. Ever yeah. watch? Ever watch their movies? Yeah, they, they do like the Puppet Master and shit. Yeah, Puppet Master. They did Ginger Dead, Dead Man. Man. Yeah. They yeah, also, yeah, that's cool. Uh, Charles Band. He's, he's the guy behind that. I met him at a convention one time. It was pretty cool. He, he's real too. Yeah, yeah. It's a. I, I love all that shit. I don't like to take my art or my movies a little, uh, too seriously. So a anything in that vein, I'm a. I'm here for for sure. I was watching yeah. the other day. It's a uh, underrated film series, but I was watching Evil Bong the other day. I don't know oh, if yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. The first one's good. The second one's good. Anything after that, they just go way into another realm with it. Like. Was um was the third one not in 3D? Is that what they did? They do Evil Bong 3D, or am I yeah, thinking of another it, thing? Yeah, it, it was yeah. Evil Bong 3D, but it wasn't in 3D. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> in 3D. I, I I respect the move, but I yeah. After that one, I checked out of the Evil Bong series. Ginger Dead Man though. Is up there. Is all is also up there for me. My, my only complaint with Ginger Dead Man is Gary Busey was only in the first one. <laughs> I couldn't afford him after that, or he was in rehab. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I, have, I also have doing this. We do like uh, horror conventions all the time. So like whatever horror convention we, we, I can weasel my way into, I'm there vending just because I want to go as a fan because I'm a nerd also. And one time we were set up like basically in the same room as Gary Busey. And <laughs> I, he would walk by our booth and just make like dead eye contact with us for like 15 seconds. Like, just be like. That's be terrifying. Crazy. Yeah, it's insane. And you don't know life until you've looked in Gary Busey's eyes for like ten seconds. You know what I'm saying? He's he's like that. Like his hair's all fucked up and he's like he's like he's like a mess. But he seemed to be living his best life and making a lot of money behind uh on autographs and stuff. He's so terrifying. I, love Gary 
I know. I know. <laughs> I, I respect that about him. Like, he's a legitimately terrifying character. He's just doing his thing. Did you ever watch his show, I'm With Busey? No, no, I never did. I don't watch TV. I don't want, I don't like have cable. I'm old. You know what I mean? I'm a crook. Yeah. You can find it on YouTube. It's what it is, is there's this fan. He's like the biggest Gary Busey fan. They end up putting him in Gary Busey's house and he's living with Gary Busey for like a month or something. And he shows up and Gary tells him, just come into the house. He goes in the house and Gary's like, who the fuck are you? And he starts cornering him. And the kid's like, ah, ah. And he's like, your name, is, your name is Phil. And he starts naming everything about him, his mom's name, what his mom does for a living, all this shit. And he's like, what's your oh, dream? He's like, what's your dream job? And he's like, I wanted to be a, a high school teacher. No, 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 your first one. You wanted to be an astro engineer. And the kid was like. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. He's out of his mind. I love people like that. I mean, I, as long as he's healthy and not hurting anybody, it's okay. You know? Did you watch? He, he was at a roast one time, and he was like, Gary Busey's here, and he started roasting himself. That's, that's a power move. I would probably do the same thing if I showed up to the movie. What about his son, Jake Busey? He was in uh, – they brought him back in the new Predator movie, which is unfortunate because that movie sucked. But I, I liked how he like kind of carried his father's legacy in the Predator series, which is also one of my favorite series slash comic books slash anything ever. Uh, Predators. You know, Predators. Predator is everything. Hmm? Predator is everything. Yeah, there would be no Death Comes Lifting without Predator at all. I probably wouldn't have ever want it to work out if it wasn't for the uh, you son of a bitch handshake. In Predator. <laughs> I have a feeling I know the uh, answer to this, but Kanak wants to know, what is the story behind your name, Death Comes Lifting? Death Comes Ripping is my favorite Misfits song, and the Misfits and Black Sabbath are my two favorite bands. Mm -hmm. So that's that was a no-brainer right there. I actually started, I have uh, drawings and stuff when I first came up with the concepts for this. I, I had Deadlift is the name for, for the company, and I was just like, at the end of the day, it just wasn't doing it for me, and I just was like shuffling through my iPod, Death Comes Ripping came on. I was like, yep, doing it. Death Comes Lifting. It was that easy. Didn't put much more thought into it. It was it was like abracadabra. Well, Mike, Mike came up with one last week, and I think you will dig it. It's Death Comes Soccer. <laughs> yeah. Death, that's, that's... Comes, death Comes Anything. More pe more people than you think have, have sent me shit like Death Comes This, Death Comes That. It's, it's hilarious. Some people just stop it comes. Some people change the spelling it comes. It may, <laughs> but this would be a crossover of pink sock and death comes. Yeah, down. let's do it. Death, death comes sucking. Death comes sucking. It's oh, when you it, it's when you lift and you get that pink sock action from too much lifting. That's a very possible thing, and uh, it, we sell yeah. products to protect you from that. Deathcomeslifting.com. My man Kanak <laughs> down there wants to know if I've watched the Human Centipede, and the answer is yes, I have watched the Human Centipede, and I like it. Have okay. you seen all of them? I have, and I like the second one the best because it's the most grotesque for sure. This, the third uh, one went too far in prison. Yeah, it was, it was just too goofy. But, I mean, yeah. It sounds like dumb for me to say because I'm all about the goofiness, but the second one was the perfect sweet spot. It was realistic and gory and just insane. And the first one was just a it – was, it was good. It was good. It was just a little too slow and psychological and weird, but so I like the second I love how the answer you were like saying it like a pure badass. I've seen Human Centipede and I fucking loved it. Most people get well, it's fucking grossed out. Now, you know, part you know what's ironic though, Zach, is I just moved out here to Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm actually from Ohio, about an hour and a half from you. Where at? 
in a little town of Belmont, Ohio. It's near uh, St. Clairsville. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been all over Ohio, man. I'm, I'm sure I know. Yeah. So uh, what, what brought you out to Phoenix? How is it out there? I've never been. That's one of the few places I've never been. Buddy of mine and my roommate, my buddy, fellow co-host, he's not on here today because he has something going on with school. He came out here to go to MMI uh, motorcycle school, and I'm like, he's like, I need a roommate. Do you want to come? I'm like, fuck it. No plans, but let's do it. I've never been to Arizona. Wait, man. Um, you I love it, but the fucking uh, sun can go fuck itself. Yeah, yeah. I hear it's, I hear it's a big deal. I hear, yeah, I hear yeah. it's a desert out there. I hear you can die out there. Yeah, you can. Um, it, it was 103 degrees last week. It's supposed to be 120 this summer. Don't go lifting in that weather in the desert. That's don't, go. don't go hiking. Don't do it. Never. You, you know you're in the desert when you have warning signs on hiking trails. It says, it says do not hike from this time to this time during these months. I'm impressed that they have that. That's pretty good because my dumbass would go out there and be like, let's go hiking. And never come back. <laughs> that, that should be a new horror movie. It probably is a horror movie. There's so many. Hiking in the desert. The opposite of Frozen, you know, when they get stuck on the ski lift in the snow and the wolves come for them. To be like, we're stuck on a hiking trail and there's a bunch of scorpions or something. Since you're into the funny type of comedy, is there any horror movies that is just too much? Way too silly. Eh, no. There's nothing that comes to mind. Way too silly on the you mean? Way too silly. I mean, some of like the parody movies, like that are but they're like that's their whole shtick is to be intentionally too silly, like you know, like the scary movies. Um mm -hmm. like I like the first two. You know, three, four, five, I feel like they're just too dumb. Yeah, I don't really think those are hilarious, but that's kind of like their thing. I can't blame them for it, you know. I think they've made too many fucking parody movies. Yeah, yeah there's that too. You can't just one-up them. But right. uh, you know, all the crazy like 80s slasher slapstick comedy horror movies, Evil Dead especially, uh, yeah, the more the merrier in my opinion. I think there needs to be a resurgence of that. I think modern horror really takes itself way too seriously mm -hmm. and it's just become kind of pretentious, you know, like I'm a big, I love the movies like the witch and hereditary, all that stuff is cool, but it's also just kind of like, I, I feel it's just a little pretentious, like, Oh, this is just a good movie. It's like, you can fucking have fun too. So it's entertainment, you know, as long as it doesn't suck, which like, I'm going to go on a tangent about modern horror movies for a second. I've had too much coffee, in me, but it's either like it really sucks or it's really lame. It's PG-13, right? Mm -hmm. Or it's like some art house, two and a half hour, like masterpiece of a psychological thriller that wants to be The Shining or something. And I feel like we can just have a happy medium somewhere. And that's 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 what we're trying to do here at Death Comes Lifting. We're just trying to be the happy medium between horror and funniness and also helping people and putting out entertaining content. Many, so, many... Uh, Speaking of horror movies, many, many, many years ago, a friend of mine showed me this movie and I'm like, it's never going to have a sequel because it sucks. And it spawned like six fucking sequels. Fast and Furious. No. <laughs> Paranormal Activity. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, that, I like the first one. Same. That I, mean, I don't like their other ones, but yeah. Was it the second one where they just watched a fucking pool vacuum the whole goddamn movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I was out after that one, the first one works well. It's like kind of uh, – I, I understand why you wouldn't like it, but those like kind of low-budget 
found footage esque movies like the Blair Witch and things like that. If they have the right kind of vibe and the right recipe, I think they work really well. I, I thought the first paranormal activity was cool. It makes you use your imagination, especially when like the hooves appear on like the baby powder or whatever. I was like, yeah, yeah, that was cool. It was better than the others. I had a friend that forced me to watch two more, and I'm like, fuck you. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> I haven't talked yeah, to yeah, him that's, since. That's a bad friend. That's a bad friend. For sure. What do you? What about you? What do you? What's your preference? Like, what's your favorite horror movie? My favorite horror movie of all time is probably. I really like Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpse. Yeah, I'm a huge Rob Zombie fan. That, those are definitely up there for me as well. Um, same reason why I like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Devil's Rejects to me is an extension of that whole spirit. You know, it's a like a deranged family western on a murder spree, which is basically what the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is. And Rob Zombie kind of embodies that whole aesthetic perfectly, especially in that one. And uh, yeah, I, I really like Rob Zombie. I don't know how you guys feel about him. I think he's hit or miss in the horror world. You either love him or hate him. But Larry, uh, I, I, right love, I love Rob. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's great. Um, Are you saying Greg? Very underrated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially his movies later on. He doesn't get much credit, though. That's the thing. Right, I know. Um, Especially his movies later on, like after he did, like, well, the horror community was very, is still is very divided on his Halloween remake and sequel to that, Mm -hmm. which I I love them too. But I think after that, he kind of got out of the mainstream, went independent, more more or less, with his films. And he doesn't get as much credit for those ones, but like the Devil's Rejects, or not, I'm sorry, the, the Lords of Salem, which came after Halloween 2, that's a fucking good modern psychological horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know, mind. everyone will talk about Hereditary, but like the Devil's Rejects to me, it was like, like the Ken Russell movie that Ken Russell never made or something. It's pretty sweet. I would like I'd, to see Rob Zombie. Sorry, I would love to see Rob Zombie do a season of The Witch. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Hell yeah, man. That'd be, that'd be fucking great. Anything like that. I even I really like The Three from Hell. I know a lot of people didn't like that. I thought he did a great job with that one. Well, the thing with Rob Zombie with Three from Hell is, is I watched this documentary on it because, as you already know, when the movie came out, it was in theaters for three days. Right. And each day the fans got something special. Well, we went for the third day and you got the documentary of the movie at the very end. Sweet. And Rob Zombie explained how all of his movies, except for anything after Lords of Salem, was done on film. Okay. The old-fashioned way. Um, and in this movie, he didn't. So he had to work with that. And Sid Haig came to him, who was a main role in this movie originally, yeah. and said that he's too sick. He can't do heavy lifting. He can't do anything physical. So Rob had to write as he was filming around that. Yeah, that's insane. So the fact that it was that good just makes it all all the more better that he had to work around yeah. all that. Yeah, obviously yeah. it would have been better with Sid Haig, but what what can you do? The poor guy, you know what I mean. That right. they first should be lucky and thankful that he made it into the movie. You know, mm-hmm. he looked like he was about to die when you see him there. So yeah, yeah. Like, that's pretty kind. Of, that's kind of sweet at the same time. You know, I, I think he had one of the best lines in the series in that movie. He's like, "I'm just a clown dancing for the sins of mankind." And like, yeah, like, right, yeah. I lo- that whole beginning when there was like kind of a uh, connection to the uh, Manson murder trials and like the creating the yeah. whole stereo around their you know sentencing. I thought that was fucking brilliant. That was that was awesome. I actually thought that when I was watching him, like this is very Manson esque. Like yeah, and you know any Rob Zombie fan will probably know that Zombie's a huge like Manson freak and he's he's a fanatic and all that stuff. So 
if that was his love letter to that, that was a brilliant job. I love that movie. And his wife, Sherry Moon, was so good in that. You know, her with the fucking bow and arrow and the uh, whole Native American headdress. That's like some of the coolest imagery ever. So with Rob Zombie, since we're on Rob, he has got a new movie he's working on, um, the new Monsters. What do you think I, of that? I hear. I, I hear it's for streaming services. I don't know. All yeah. I read the headlines. I didn't look into anything like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to be on streaming services. I think the only announced cast member, I could be wrong, I think the only announced cast member is Sherry Moon Zombie as Lily Munster. That makes sense. I mean, that's what I would expect. <laughs> uh, hey, I know that Zombie is a huge Monsters fan. Uh, he owes a lot to that. Mm -hmm. You know, his most successful song is Dragula, which if it wasn't for the Monsters, he might not be. You right, know, that, was a, that was his first hit as a solo artist that kind of kept him on the uh, skyrocketing. So I think he would treat it with respect and it would probably be interesting. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. I don't really watch too much streaming shit, though, to be honest, but mm -hmm. I'll check it out for that. Yeah. I would like to see him do Adam's Family. Oh, yeah, that would be really cool. I hear Tim Burton. Do, I mean, I hear I just read on the Internet some headlines, but isn't Tim Burton like doing a Adam's Family thing for Netflix or a Wednesday? Yeah, Adam's that's thing? what that's what I've heard. I don't know if it's like animated or if yeah. it's like live action. If it's live action, they should have Danny DeVito as Uncle Fester. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they were saying that um, Johnny Depp would be good, uh, would be um, Gomez. Uh, no, Johnny Depp should be everyone. <laughs> yeah, what Johnny Depp and I always forget what's Tim Burton's wife's name that he puts in every movie too. Oh, uh, I forget her name, I but it's really to all respect to Tim Burton's wife. Sorry, but uh, hey, if, if Johnny Depp's not available, Tim Burton, if you're listening, I can I can step in. The thing with Tim Burton is, is it's kind of weird. He always has Johnny Depp in his movies. He always has his wife. And nine times out of ten, Johnny Depp and Tim Burton's wife are a love interest. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's kind of a low-key fetish for him. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, who, who doesn't want to watch their wife get pegged by fucking Johnny Depp? Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. I, I mean, I, I can see it. I can see it happening. Did you I love that movie. I do too. Did you hear about when Johnny Depp was in Hollywood Vampires? He uh, he wanted Alice Cooper to sing Heroes. And Alice is like, no, that's a you song. And Johnny's like, I don't sing. And fucking Alice is like, you were in Sweeney Todd. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, though. I never heard that story. But he does, he does Heroes perfectly. You don't need to sing that song. You can just kind of like talk like a vampire and get the point across like David Bowie. Yeah, David Bowie was a great singer, but he didn't have to sing. No, he didn't. Especially that song, those that whole on that whole record, really. And uh, that do you are you are you a David Bowie fan? I love David Bowie wrote the eighties. Yeah, dude, David Bowie's the shit. <laughs> David, if a song wasn't written by David Bowie in the eighties, it was written by Prince. Absolutely. So, <laughs> you're you're familiar with his his albums that they call the Berlin trilogy, right? Which is like Heroes, it's Low station to station and like those are really dark crazy albums that he doesn't really sing on or when he does he doesn't have to mm -hmm. those, those like kind of they gave birth to like post-punk you know that i feel like johnny depp can do any of those songs and uh, i resonate with that I, I love johnny he uh it was crazy because a lot of people when he announced he's with the vampires they're like johnny depp plays guitar i'm like where have you been like <laughs> he's played for manson he's played for Cooper a few times, like he's a guitarist. He has been for years. 
Yeah, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, from what I know, he came to Hollywood like with a band, like to yeah. become like successful as a musician, and acting came later. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's he's he's rock and roll through and through. Respects to Johnny Depp here for sure. One of his first acting roles was in a Tom Petty music video, and then a Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Yep, right after that. But before that, he was in uh, 21st Jump Street, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I to be honest i've never watched it i've seen clips like with him in it on youtube but i've never watched like the show so i can't comment on that you, one. you should watch the movie i've seen the movie yeah like the new one with like fucking with channing tatum yeah yeah, yeah i've seen that fucking Channing tatum's like i'm gonna beat your dick off i'm gonna beat it off with both hands yeah yeah that, that was actually, <laughs> i remember being surprised at how much i liked it one of those. johnny depp was in it and that was a really good ode to the original yeah, yeah. I'd like to see Johnny Depp do some more cool shit in the movie industry here soon. Well, with the whole Amber Heard shit, that's kind of hard for him. But I heard he's getting a lot of his roles back because yeah, he should to be a liar. Right? Yeah, I feel like whatever, man. You're, you know, they, they didn't they didn't prove anything during that. I feel like she's crazy. Right? Maybe, maybe I don't know. I heard a rumor that he's back to being Captain Jack Sparrow. That's good. He probably needs the cash. Good for him. Well, the original idea was they were getting rid of Johnny to replace him with freaking um, Robert Pattinson. I'm like, no. <laughs> I, I lost track of those movies too, bro. Didn't Jack Sparrow die? Isn't he dead or no? Am I, did I, I, just I haven't like, seen the last ones. I didn't either. I thought they killed him off. But yeah, they can always bring him back. This is Hollywood. This is, you know, there's no, there's no written deaths here. Like Mortal Kombat, you know, it doesn't matter. Just keep bringing them back. Keep on bringing Maybe what he'll come back in the next Mortal Kombat movie. Johnny Depp. <laughs> Johnny Depp is in Mortal Kombat 2. What character would he play, boys? Um, in Mortal Kombat 2, just have him be Captain Jack Sparrow. Because yeah, look at how the games are. He could just be Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Downloadable content. Yeah. At, at the very end of the movie, you have fucking like everybody fighting, and then Johnny Depp's like running around with a jar of dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Schmidt fucked the captain's daughter. Schmidt fucked the captain's daughter. Channing Tatum from 22nd Jump Street. Thank you for that commentary, sir. Yes. <laughs> so is there any, like, obscure movies that you want people to check out? Like, not so popular? Yeah, I, I should not have this. What? Black Shape. Black that's that what I was going to say, man. You took the words right out of my mouth. Black Sheep was a great – that's New Zealand, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, New Zealand. Zealand. It's shapes, bro. Come on. Yes. There's that. There's – um. I've been down a Texas Chainsaw rabbit hole, speaking of Texas Chainsaw, because our next uh, – we do YouTube series and stuff, and we I, I kind of try to make our themes – either parallel to a horror movie. Our last thing was Mortal Kombat. This is going to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So we're going to have Texas Chainsaw Massacre shirts coming out and stuff. So I was reading up on Toby Hooper, the director, and he has a little known movie he made right after Texas Chainsaw Massacre called Eaten Alive about a guy that has a killer crocodile in a pool behind this hotel that he runs. And Marilyn Burns from the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is in it. And it's really bad and it's really sleazy. And I really recommend that everybody check that one out for sure. What movie was that? Eaten Alive. That sounds kind of like similar to that. Uh, what fucking horror movie was it that Betty White was in? 
Oh, fuck. She feeds, uh, she kills people and she feeds them to her alligator in a pond out in her backyard. I might, Betty, I might have not seen this one. It's a Betty White movie. Uh, she's only in the first one, but they spawn sequels. But she, her, the most famous line that she ever said is in it. She's like, if I had a dick, this is where I tell you to suck it. Oh, really? That's, yeah. that's, that's cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to figure out what that is. That's awesome. Hold on. I could figure it out. We have, yeah, Google, we have the internet. I don't know. This is, I kind of always feel like, you know, like a horror movie fan poser for not having like a real good answer to. Uh, Lake Placid. Oh, is that Lake Placid? Okay, cool. Lake yeah, Lake Placid's awesome. There. No, Eaten Alive is way worse than Lake Placid. <laughs> it's, way, <laughs> yeah, it's, way, it's way worse. It's it's great. And even his uh, his movie in the 80s called The Fun House, not a lot of people know about. Have you ever seen The Fun House? No. Maybe it's just Fun House. So Tobe Hooper. What? Is it Fun House Massacre? No, just Fun House. Okay. About these kids sneak into a fun house, like a local carnival or whatever, and it's ran by like this uh, deranged father figure and like his disfigured son. And his disfigured son is like a Frankenstein kind of character. And it's like, it's a cool, like, it's a cool take on a slasher movie. It's really creepy, especially there's like, a whole lot of carnival imagery and things like that. We just watched that the other night, so that's fresh in my mind. Fun House is really sick. That sounds like a Charles Band movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, you would know if you've seen it, Renee Mitchell. If you think you've seen it, you haven't seen Fun House. You, an another see good movie that I like, since we're talking about hidden gems, Head yeah. of the Family. The what? Ever watch Head of the Family? Yes. yes. That's another good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, what about Cannibal Holocaust? That's not necessarily a in gem, but that's Can fucking hardcore. Cannibal Holocaust, is that what you said? Yeah, you don't know about Cannibal Holocaust? I do know. It was oh, banned okay. in like 13 countries or some shit. Yes, and we have a we also have a program called Abdominal Holocaust on the Lifting Dead Army's patron page in which you can get just as shredded as those people do in that movie. If you are looking for him on social media or Patreon, we have Death Comes Lifting on Facebook Oh, Inst cool. Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and even their official website. This guy's got it all. He's got workouts. He's got butthole cream. He's got all kinds of stuff. Yes, we do. We're coming out with more creams. We're coming out with more. We're coming out with makeup for the for the gym. Waterproof makeup for our goth friends. And You're just coming out with a coffee as well, too. Correct? Yeah, and a coffee. I was getting to that. Thank you, Duke Fourier. We got a high caffeine blend coffee. Yeah, caffeine. Coffee is my favorite coffee ever, and I'm not even going to attempt to compete with the man, A.C. Slade. All respects to A.C. Slade. Hail. I just signed up for his uh, that Cheaters Club. It's like 30 bucks a month, and you get sent a bag of coffee and a sweet treat from him and stuff. Yeah. Like, he, he does, he's the coolest. So, yeah, I will not stop supporting Catfight Coffee when Death Comes Lifting Coffee comes out, but I will strongly urge you guys to try both. Maybe. Why, why, not, why not mix them? Mix them, yes. If Catfight Coffee isn't doing it for you, Death Comes Lifting's high caffeine blend and just give you a little kick in the ass you need before your deadlifting session or something. How just high like, caffeine are we talking? Is it going to be like Death high. Wish? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be it's going to be formulated for like pre-workout purposes. Get it, so get you should out. have you should have like a high caffeine and then a really high caffeine and call it almost cocaine. 
Yeah. I like, I like your idea. We'll, we'll go over marketing specifics later for that one. But not not quite. Like a Frankenstein character using a hollowed out bone to kind of snort a line of brown, yeah. brown coffee. Always, yeah. yeah. And then have like a weaker coffee, like the uh, least strong one, but call it not so decaf. Yeah, there you go. Easy. I feel like the name like almost cocaine, not so decaf has to be a little more offensive. We'll, we'll work on that one. <laughs> almost cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Snortable capsules. Hey, I, I like it, boys. I like it. But yeah, we're still we're still a little bit away. I'm still testing those out. I want to make sure it's like perfect before I put it out there. If it's not something I'd want to drink every day, I wouldn't want to sell it. So I'm I'm just being picky about it. But it's coming soon. Since everyone's getting into this whole coffee and podcast thing, I need to make my own coffee. Yeah, you do. We'll wait for you. Yeah, p- pink sock coffee. Um. <laughs> pink sock sounds sounds tasty. Yeah, it. It's not. It, it's for your best pink sock needs. It's pink sock <laughs> coffee. I love it, man. I love it. What, what is your preferred blend of coffee if you have one? Right now, I've been drinking the Night of the Living Dead Black Pumpkin Coffee. Very good. From Cat Fight. I've also been drinking the Morning Blend, but I'd like to try other stuff. I really like the hazelnut too. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. a. I like their espresso a lot. I think it's mm-hmm. called. Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm not huge on the flavored flavored coffee stuff, but they do it right. It's very subtle. So if we ever get into any flavored coffee, that's definitely the way I'd go to. Since we are talking coffee, I did ask AC this last week, and I'll ask you. Have you had Kupaluak coffee? What is it? Kupaluak, and do you know what that is? Uh, is that the coffee that's made from shit? It's made from um, excrement of a wildcat. A, uh, right, shivy. I knew about it. I can't say I've ever had it, but I totally want to. You know, I would totally do. I'm totally game. Where can we try this? Um, it is fifty to a hundred dollars a cup. Oh well, maybe maybe on vacation or something. <laughs> you, but you can get the cheaper coffee that is called Black Ivory. It is made from elephant excrement. Where can you get it? Can you just order this, or do you have to get it made think, on site with ex, with excrement? I think there's companies that sell it online. Okay, maybe I should save that and charge like people a hundred dollars a bag for it. Yeah, yeah, maybe I should be a scumbag like that and be like, "Hey, this is made with shit, but it's really not." And just not <laughs> I don't think they'd know the difference. But that's, maybe- that's what I'm saying. I probably wouldn't know the difference. So I don't know. I'm gonna go reputable dealer before I try that. I have an idea. When I come back to Ohio, we should do like an in-person thing, and we should try Kupaluak coffee. Let's go. I'm in. Let's, Let's, do, it. Let's do it. Greg, you want to fly to the United States? We're going to try some uh, cat yeah. shit coffee. Yeah. He's in. AC Slade, do you have cat fight coffee? You should make your own strand, your brand called cat shit coffee. <laughs> did, he, did he say if he's had it? He's had it, and he actually thought about bringing it to Catfight, but it's just not cost-effective. Did he say it was good? Um, he said it just tasted like coffee. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But he, I, I that's really good because, like, why would it be that expensive and that sought after if it wasn't? You know. Well, do you know why they put it? Why they feed it to the cat? No. 
Because as you know, to make coffee, you have to peel the cherry and you have the seed inside. Sure. Well, if you feed it to the cat during the, the digestion process, it peels the cherry for you. Oh, I like it. That's pretty, that's pretty effective. And the yeah. cat's like stomach acid just does the job. So you don't have to. Yeah, but that's like pure lazy. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. What 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 dude figured that out? Like fuck this, I'm not peeling coffee. I'm feeding it to the cat and just digging through its shit instead. I don't think they dig. I think it comes out in like uh, just like a real thing. Hey. Yeah, it comes out looking like a payday bar. <laughs> I'm all about it. I'm all about it, man. Let's do it. We're gonna end up doing that, but we're gonna look like Austin Powers when he was in like. Drinking that fucking yeah, drinking the shit. Does this coffee taste like shit? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, someone commented Austin Powers. There you go. This coffee tastes like shit, Basil, because it is it Austin. Shit. Yeah, it is shit, Austin. Yeah. Oh, this movie's great. All of them love Austin Powers. All that, all that's good to me for sure. Mike Myers was gonna make a fourth one. I read somewhere, but it never came to light. It's a shame, man. I mean, if he can resurrect Wayne's World for like a Pepsi commercial or whatever the hell that was, I think you should bring back Austin Powers. Well, he uh, returned as Dr. Evil on uh, Saturday Night Live a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. He yeah. I wonder what's stopping him. Um, what's stopping him, not only is Vern Troyer dead, who's mini-me. Respect. Um, before he died, he was going to make the movie, but he had no real ideas because Fat Bastard is skinny. Dr. Evil is good. Like, where do you go from there? And he was going to make the movie be the other three movies, kind of like a prequel, but everything is from Dr. Evil's vision. Yeah. Like how he saw everything. Because you're following Austin Powers in the series. This was going to be more of a Dr. Evil thing. Well, maybe it'd be funny if Austin Powers and Dr. Evil were a team fighting a new bad guy. And, you know, they they kind of had Fat Bastard on their side. That would would be no problem. Scott's evil now. Yeah. yeah, he could be. Uh, he could have murdered Mini Me, and that's how they would weave Vern Troyer's death into the story, and then they'd continue from there. I should write this movie. Come on, come on. Or, or they Mike could Martin. do a, or they could do a Star Wars type thing and just freaking CGI them, or just put them all in a Mortal Kombat three. <laughs> I'm, I'm campaigning for more Mortal Kombat movies, boys. Let's do it. I read somewhere, and I, I think it was Tony that told me there is. The guy that plays Sub Zero has signed on for like four or five films. Yeah, I've heard that. Joe Tazel, or however you say his last name. Yeah, he's so, badass, dude. So, did you see the movie? I loved it. I loved it too. Who do you think? Who do you think's going to play Johnny Cage? Ryan Reynolds. Danny I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I want. Uh, I don't know who I'd want to play Johnny Cage. That's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. I hope they do his character right. You know, I think like you risk with Johnny Cage, him being too much of a douche to be like unlikable. Mm-hmm. And like in the in the first couple games and stuff, like I feel like he's cool. And then they kind of make him like a like this like crazy over the top diva character that that I don't think is too likable, even especially in the movies. So I don't know. I think they got to be careful with Johnny Cage. That's my advice to you, Mortal Kombat producers. Tread lightly. And don't sleep on Master Dan Pacino, who portrayed him originally, and he was on our podcast. And that dude's that dude's badass. I want I want him to play to play Johnny Cage. Did you hear who they're talking about playing Johnny Cage? Which I think would be an all right, but it doesn't match his look. But they're talking about the Miz. 
Yeah, I, I saw that. I mean, that would make sense, you know, to, to bring a wrestler in. Like at this point, why not? If he if he could pull it off, hey, I got, I got no no dog in the fight. His character in wrestling just makes sense. He's this cocky douchebag. Sure. So they they probably will do that, but I'm I'm thinking the real question is how are they bringing back Sub Zero? Noob um, He's coming yeah. back as Noob Sidebot in the next one for sure. Yeah, I read the uh, they actually did an article about the second Mortal Kombat, and that is the idea. Is it sweet? Yeah, the idea, and they're also going to do kind of a kind of like the Star Wars thing where they're looking for Luke Skywalker. They're going to do that with Johnny Cage. They're going to be looking for Johnny Cage, and he's going to like appear like halfway through the movie. I like it. I like it. I'm also campaigning to get get a get a role in that one. So if anybody out here is listening, Death Comes Lifting wants to be in Mortal Kombat two or three. <laughs> Death Comes Lifting is going to be in every movie next year. Um. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, 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 we're worldwide takeover. It's been, I know they did a lot. Didn't they do filming for uh, Mortal Kombat in Australia? Adam? They did, yeah, in South Australia. All right, so this is. Your I don't time. know if it was before or maybe during the pandemic ish because it wasn't that bad in australia yeah so yeah and the director is australian too so that explains it well this is your time as the australian leader of the lifting dead army to campaign to get yourself a role when they film down there at least as an extra yeah yeah even if the matrix movie as well (laughs) yes yeah we Uh, talked about that we're trying to get the Crypt Keeper on uh john wick and uh (laughs) to to play uh young keanu reeves I'm in, bro. <laughs> Tell me where and when. I'll be there. I'll do it for free. I love John Wick. I'm actually petitioning right now to be in a Weird Al Yankovic biopic. Um, <laughs> there you I go. I was being the young rock. Yeah. The mom. Get in. Yeah. Yeah. This is so we got we got the Rock, Keanu Reeves, and Weird Al Yankovic on the same podcast. Well, Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> You know who I get a lot? I get Claudio Sanchez. If you don't know who that is, he's the singer of Coheed and Cambria. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I can tell. It's the hair, for sure. I, yeah, I, I get anybody who has a beard and long hair. Like, I get Bob Ross a lot. I, I love that, dude. I, I was cracking up at the intro to this when your face was on Bob Ross. <laughs> I'm a big Bob Ross fan. Do you, do you think he might have been a serial killer? Potentially. Because it doesn't make me like him any less. Because there is this uh, funny conspiracy theory that Bob Ross was a serial killer and he was painting where he hid the bodies. Could be. Could be. But, Makes me kind of like it more if it's true. <laughs> I'm going to paint this happy little train if you tell anybody yeah. about this tree. <laughs> positive thoughts. It's okay. No, don't, don't be suspicious. Don't think suspicious thoughts. He's a mind control artist. Don't do sleep you, on Bob Ross. Do you think he was a stoner? He had to have been. Absolutely, right? Yeah, like paint trees and talk real calm. You can't have paint. You can't paint like that, look like that, and act like that, and tell me with a straight face that you don't know what weed and Pink Floyd sounds like. <laughs> you know, uh, I have an idea for a coffee, cannabis coffee. Let's let's do it. Can of coffee, cannabis, cannabis corpse. Cannabis corpse is a good band. They are a good band, actually. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Will cannabis coffee will that work? Is that, has that been a proven theory? I haven't. The only way that you can get cannabis coffee to work is you would have to use can of butter and combine it with the coffee grounds. Like bulletproof coffee? Yeah. 
but cannabis butter. Yeah, with All cannabis right. butter. Uh, or you br- have the butter come with the coffee and they can add it to the already brewed cup. That's the only ways that it would work. Okay. Well, I like that. I say let's move ahead with theory too. So we got cannabis butter and shit coffee coming at you from Pink Salt. <laughs> 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 Mortal Kombat 4. You're going to drink some Koopaluak coffee that also is cannabis infused because you're going to need to be high to drink this shit, literally. <laughs> and then, for sure. And then we'll teach you Kung Fu while, yeah. we, while we audition and train for John Wick 4. Yeah. And Kanak in the chat, um, yes, Cannibal Corpse is a good band, but we we're talking about Cannabis Corpse. They're a stoner, heavy metal, death metal band that just, they don't parody Cannibal Corpse songs, but they, they parodied the name. Yeah, the name and the art, but their their songs sound totally different. They're actually really good, and they're a very, very good stand standalone band. Did you they stretched out from Cannibal Corpse into like Deicide and Morbid Angel parodies, which is really cool. Um, I think their last album was called like "But But Beneath Grow Lights Thou Shalt Rise." You know, Nug So Vile. I, I appreciate this. Did you know that the uh, guitarist, well, former guitarist of Cannabis Corpse, is the current guitarist of Guar? Yes, yes, I did know that. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't kept up with Guar too heavily um, after Dave Brocky's passing. Rest in peace. But um, I, I always love seeing them and keeping up with them. I'll go see them all the time and not, not know the new songs. So. I figured you'd be a Guar fan. You can't be a horror fan and a metal fan and not respect Guar. Right, right. And if you don't like Guar, I mean, for the same reason that you won't like Evil Dead or anything like that, like you just take it too seriously. It's not meant to be taken to be taken seriously. It's such a theatrical performance. Guar Live is, is incredible, and anybody that denies that's just wrong. Sorry. Well, Guar also does the best interviews. They have the best mythos. Like, they have a full backstory. Like, they have it all. Yeah, yeah. No, they did it well, and that's I totally appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to find an interview with them out of character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I know he did. Dave Brocky did something for, I, I didn't really see it. I, he was odorous. Urungus in it though. It was, yeah. it was for Adam green, the director of like the hatchet movies. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was some show he did, but he was the character in it, but there is behind the scenes that, uh, that he's Dave Brocky and he seems pretty sweet. I saw him break character once, and it was on the Jerry Springer show. I don't know if you watched when he was on it. This mom was like, there's a lot of violence in your act. What's the point of the violence? Blah, 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 blah. And Dave Brocky, in character but not, was like, okay, would you rather the violence in the Bible be censored? Because if you want to censor us, then you might as well censor the Bible. Uh, Would you rather us make fun of violence, or would you rather the violence in your household when you and your husband are arguing in front of your children? Like, Real life is ten times more violent than we fucking are. <laughs> He's like, we just make fun of it. Like, bro, it isn't that what all horror movies are, really. You know, uh, we were talking to Matt Harvey of Exhumed. I don't know if anybody here is familiar with that band. They're an underground, like splatter metal band. All their songs are about horror movies, very gory, very gross, very offensive. We were talking about horror movies, and especially, you know, I like the goofy shit. It's, it's not meant to be taken seriously. But at the end of the day, it really is an, a safe outlet to digest violence and deal with the harsh realities of the world in a way that you're safe from and you can be entertained by and you can laugh at. You know, so I think that is a very serious aspect of those sort of guar and, mo- and movies like guar and things like that 
that we, you know, may think of as stupid, but they're, you know, they're very important. Like, would you, would you rather a kid take out the anger and the violence and see the violence at a Guar show, or would you rather them see it in their own school? Exactly. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, you're going you're gonna to know how to deal with the harsh realities of existence one way or the other. So I'd rather even, what, even other than watching the news, you know, you can turn on the news and find way more horrific shit than even in Cannibal Holocaust, if you, if you ask me. I would, I, I would rather Guar do what they do than Gigi Allen do what he did. Yeah, for sure, for sure. There's a line. There's definitely, there's definitely a line. There's definitely an entertainment factor. But you know, Guar, the shock rock artists like Zombie and Alice Cooper, Marilyn Manson, and all those guys, I think they, they hold a very special place in my heart for that, for that reason. I saw this really cool interview. It was, um, I do respect Lordy as a band, but I guess Lordy came out like nine years ago and it was like we're better than kiss and alice cooper combined and i don't know if they said that to be controversial or if they really felt that way but they they interviewed alice about it and alice started laughing and he's like i remember lordy and he's like i saw them in 1987 oh wait that was guar nice. <laughs> <laughs> for him. alice is the man he's the goat for sure he is the goat holy uh, shit and yeah, anybody that says they're better than Alice Cooper, I, they better be joking about it, if you ask me. I, I think they are. Lordy being the nature of their act, I, I would hope that they were joking about that. I, I would hope because they're basically like, instead of aliens, they're monsters, but they're pretty much like a Guar ripoff. Yeah. I mean, good for them for making it that far with that yeah. with that theory. But The Alice only difference is, is nobody knows who Lordy is any, like right now. Yeah, so, not a lot of people do. Alice Ghost. Cooper still rocking, man. Just put out a new album. I mean, I, I think his work ethic, the way that guy is, he's a, he's one of the biggest inspirations to me. He doesn't have a genre that he sticks to. That's what I respect about him the most. And that's kind of like Guar. That's why I love Guar. They have jazz. They have lounge. They have, like, all. I respect a band that doesn't stick to a genre. Me too. But, and retain their identity, you know, no matter – if Alice Cooper's singing like a Frank Sinatra style ballad or a rip your face off rock and roll song, like he is still very much Alice Cooper. Yeah, and, and he's still that, singing that's about what's cool. Yeah. He's still singing about life and death. Absolutely. Still he's still himself, which is which is the coolest part, you know. What did you think of Welcome uh, not Welcome to Nightmare? Um Along Came a Spider, his concept album. I dog it, man. I dog I dog I dig everything he's done, honestly. There's not there's not one thing. I mean there's shit I like more than others. But even you know the tongue in cheekness of the '80s stuff, I love uh, the uh, Long Came a Spider album. I think is really cool, and really creative. The sequel to Welcome to My Nightmare is really cool and really creative. Every song on that album is totally different. That's like a, a yeah, so it's it's really almost better than the first Welcome to My Nightmare in that respect. Is it really takes you on a on a journey? They even have a disco song on that fucking album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song rules. Do you know who wrote it? Isn't Kesha in it with it? Um, not on that no, song, I don't think. Baby once. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, the that song was written. The guitar, the like disco guitar riff, okay, yeah, yeah. is actually John Five. Is it? That makes total yeah. sense. <laughs> and then oh. um, you know his song. It wasn't a Welcome to My Nightmare, but it was uh, Keeping Halloween Alive. Yeah, yeah. That that's, was that with Piggy D. That was with yeah. Piggy D. Yeah, that's a great song. Even. 
I like his new album too, his Detroit Stories. I mean, that's definitely more that's a concept record surrounding Detroit, and you know, not something I'm super familiar with, but I, I respect his like return to roots kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's a great rock and roll album. So, oh, yeah. What he's I really, res- what I really respect about Alice is when he's on tour, he has a set list, but he will sometimes look at his bandmates and be like, "Okay, we're gonna switch out this song with this song. Do you guys know the song?" And it's after they've already rehearsed. <laughs> Yeah, that's so cool. Keep some other toes. His, his band's fucking awesome, so I have no doubt that they're able to handle that. They, he has like the tightest, tightest band ever. Well, the reason why he can do any era now is because he has three guitarists, and each one is like a different style that they stick to. Like Nita does more of the Kane Roberts soloing type guitar riffs. Sure. You've got you've got Ryan who does like the rock style, you know what I mean, like the hard rock and stuff. And then you have Tommy Hendrickson who does the like punk rock. Type yeah, shit. I never thought about that before, man. That's a really good point. That's really cool. Yeah, like, yeah all, they, all that yeah. stuff's great. Kane Roberts. I mean, if there's any spokesman for Death Comes Lifting, it's 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 that guy. <laughs> he he's uh, like the spokesman for Death Comes Lifting for Doyle for. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he he's pre Doyle. We I like him. He's he's the goat. Is he is he still around? Kane, yeah, yeah. He was on a uh, Ryan Roxy's podcast. A few Man, that's ago. Awesome. do for you. We should get him on the Death Comes Lifting podcast. What do you think? I think you should have him on your lifts and riffs. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you should get Doyle. You know what, man? I, I don't know if I really want Doyle to be honest. I feel like he's kind of a dick in interviews he is yeah i don't know i don't know how about it i I mean you know how much i love the misfits like all worship to the misfits and everything all respects and i love doyle and i love his look and he's a total inspiration he's he's a bad motherfucker but i really don't know if i want him on my podcast i had an ex one time that interviewed him and i don't know if he was he was in a bad mood or what but alex uh the singer of doyle was like good luck and he left the bus while she was interviewing him and he was sitting like this and he just gave yeah no didn't really answer any questions and then at the very end he's like normally whenever somebody gives me a shitty interview i kick them down the steps but go ahead you can leave in peace Jeez, yeah so i feel like it's gonna be like that which like why would he want to be on my podcast anyway i'm not i'm not saying he should but I'd, i never really pursued that danzig though Let's go. Even though he'd probably be a dick of an interview too. I love dancing. <laughs> I saw Danzig live and he threw a hissy fit because somebody took a picture. Yeah, yeah. I've been in the same situation. I've seen Danzig a few times. He, he never disappoints in any respect, that, that one included. That show was incredible because he was performing and he was like, I haven't done this in a very long time, but I'd like to welcome my old friend Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein to the stage. And Doyle came out and he did an entire Misfits set. Like he did the Danzig shit, and then halfway through his set, he switched over to a Misfits set. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I I, I saw that tour as well. It was like a Danzig Legacy show, or is that what it was called? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that was fucking sweet. So, yeah, that was great. And then the the Misfits reunion shows have been great. I've gotten the pleasure to see like three or four of them. We might have went to the same show. It was with Texas Hippie Coalition and Butcher Babies. It was at Stage Stage AE. Yeah, dude, I was there. Absolutely, man. That's really (laughs) cool. It was a good piece of shit. It was a good – I've been there quite a few times. Um, I actually was the highest I've ever been at a show one time there. I'm pretty sure I was the same. What show was that? 
uh, Alice Cooper when he was there. I think the last time he was at Stage AE. If, if Alice Cooper was at Stage AE, I was there. Anytime, <laughs> anytime he was there, I promise I was there. So I, was, I, I was on the rail, and Alice threw his cane at me, and I was so high that it hit the rail, went over my head, through my fingers. Hey, man, you tried. You were there. That was, that's true rock and roll spirit. I would be more disappointed if you caught it. So I'm glad you're living your best life, bro. Right. It was it was a great show. What's the best concert you've been to since I think you're a fellow concert goer like me? Absolutely. Um, my favorite one, this just the one that stands out. It was uh, it was one of those cool dates you always remember because it was October 10th, 2010. It was 10, 10, mm -hmm. 10. And it was Alice Cooper, Rob Zombie and the Murder Dolls at the Johnstown County War Memorial. If you don't know Johnstown, PA, it's in the middle of nowhere. And I don't know why they played this place, but they did. And it was it was around Halloween. It was a spooky atmosphere. And those were like my three favorite bands ever. And it was great. Was that during the Masters of Madness tour? I believe it was the Halloween Nanny tour. I was supposed to see Rob and uh, Alice in 2010. So I think I was, was going to get a show, but I didn't go. Yeah, that, that, that sticks out as my favorite show. Um, you know, growing up, we went to all the Oz Fests and Mayhem Fests and all that stuff, so I have a lot of fond memories of those kind of things as well. I, wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call them the best concerts I was ever at, but they were definitely some of the most important, you know. One of the best shows I went to was actually two years ago, I think. It was Iron Maiden with The Raven Age. Oh, if, cool. you have, if you haven't seen Maiden yet, Oh, yeah. Fucking incredible. It was during the Legacy of the Beast tour. Yeah, yeah. I saw one. They they came through Pittsburgh on that tour. It was awesome. I was there. Yeah. The PNG PG. Arena. Let's go. Yes. Um, yeah, good, okay. man. That's cool. What's hilarious is across the street, we went to another show before that one because uh, Zach Sabbath? Sabbath was playing. I was there too, bro. Come on. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was the day of heavy metal. Zach Sabbath killed it. It was funny because Zach Wilde announced that show and it was supposed to be at the same time as Iron Maiden. And then yeah. he got smart and he changed it like right before Maiden. Yeah, he knew every metalhead in Pittsburgh was going to be at Maiden. So he made a show at like four o'clock and it yeah. was fucking packed. It was sold out. It was at the theater in Southside, which um, unfortunately it closed due to the pandemic. I think that might have been the last time I was ever at the Rex. But oh, shit. Was, I didn't know it shut down. It shut down. Yeah. Damn. It's a shame. Yep. Me and my buddies, we ended up running across the street after that show, and we still made it to the rail during Maiden. Were you? I was on the floor, too. I bet we crossed paths at some point. <laughs> probably. Probably. I've been to a lot of shows in Pittsburgh. Good, man. Me, too. I'm the sure we've been quite a few. Uh, I've seen a lot of interesting bands, too, like Barry Manilow and shit. I've also seen Barry Manilow. Um, one of my best concerts I've ever been to that was is not metal uh, would be Nick Cave. I don't know if anybody's familiar with him, but he puts on a, a hell of a live show. Uh, just pure great music and energy. So Nick Cave is also up there, and uh, he never come. He came to Pittsburgh once and played. Um, I don't know if you know it. It's the uh, Carnegie Library Music Hall. It's in Homestead. Yeah. You've been there. Yeah, it's like this real cool old haunted library with this cool stage, and uh, he fucking destroyed it. Absolutely. The best non-metal act I went to, and I've seen him four times now, Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's totally, he's awesome. And I, I definitely want you to play him in a biopic now. <laughs> the, <laughs> the last time I saw him, he was like, uh, he went on a tour, and it was, he had no screens, no costume changes, no parodies. It was all originals, all B-sides, and the set list changed every night. 
that's really cool. So, like, there were songs that he ain't done in like twenty years that he just dusted off and threw into the set. That's really I love. I totally love and respect artists that do that, like Alice Cooper, like we were, yeah. how we were talking about before. Well, yeah. weird, weird. Al was like, um, he's like, okay, I'm gonna take requests since you guys are drunk and yelling. What he's like, I'm going to take a request. What is your request? And everybody yelled, and he's like, okay. And instead, he did Saturday Nights the Night for Fighting by Elton John. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then another uh, time in the same show, he was like, um, I'm going to do a Christmas song since Christmas is only 275 days away. Um, <laughs> he's like, this song is, and everybody yelled, the night Santa went crazy. And he's like, okay, nope. He's like, I don't do requests. I'm going to do Christmas at Ground Zero instead. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious, man. Yeah, I would love to see him again. I only want to see him one time. And I think it was at a festival. It wasn't for too long, but he's definitely on my list. He was at Jambree in the Hills one year. Did you hear about that? I did not hear about that. No. There is a country music festival. Yes, country fucking music festival called Jambree in the Hills out in Morristown, Ohio, and he played it. That's really cool. Good for him. And he didn't know. He ended up in like a cow field, and he's like, where the hell am I? His manager put him there. Well, that's weird out, man. You When, with like, when you're that, like that, you can go anywhere. Well, he ended up getting booed off stage almost. Yeah, whatever. Because fans don't take no shit. Well, it was funny because they were all like booing him and hating on him and weird. I was like, okay, this next song is about a little show that some of you guys might have been on. It's called Jerry Springer. (laughs) (laughs) Big drop on it. Cool, man. He's like fucking roasting that crowd. It's funny as hell. So when's the next episode of Death Comes Lifting? Podcast? Yep. We got one couple. We, we got lifts, lifts and riffs come out every Friday. We got a couple of those in the can. So we got every Friday on those. Every Sunday, I do my Sabbath Sunday podcast with the Lifting Dead Army. You can join on Patreon if you want to come in and join the Zoom meeting. We have a good time. And then my own, just the Death Comes Lifting podcast is just whenever I can. And uh, we're filming YouTube videos right now. And those should all be up within this the end of the month. But going into summer, you know, the Texas Chainsaw program is going to be for summer. So we're prepping all that now. For anyone that wants to check out Death Comes Lifting, they're on their podcast is on Spotify and all other streaming services. And you can catch them on YouTube. Here's all of their links. If you want to keep up with Death Comes Lifting, go ahead and follow them in all links. And you can check out their website. Is there anything else you would like to promote before we start wrapping this up? Just my love for all the freaks out there that have been following me and us and you too for having me on. Thank you. And just just don't stop being you guys. You're always welcome. You're always welcome to come on my pink sock. Awesome, man. I'll be back and come. One on. more thing, one more thing, one more thing. I listened to Headless Cross yesterday. And I actually quite liked it. It's fucking so awesome. many heavy riffs on that album. Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up. Everybody out there, my final words to you are listen to Black Sabbath, but especially listen to Headless Cross by Black Sabbath. An- another thing they should listen to if you are a Sabbath fan, it is very underrated. It is Geezer Butler's solo band. Absolutely. GZR. Yeah, they yeah. are fucking amazing. Yeah, they're everything associated with Sabbath. We love. And if you want to know more about our obsession with Sabbath, you can check out the Death Comes Lifting Sabbath Sunday podcast. Which Greg, which Greg is also on. He's on Greg our kind of podcast. He's the homie. Yes. Thank you for everything, Adam. Thank you, man. I appreciate You're it. I had a great time. He's like the, he's like the Monica Lewinsky of like podcasts. He came on my pink sock and now he's famous. I don't know what's <laughs>
You made me famous, bro. You're well, the rock. What the hell? Podcast is awake now. Hey, hey do for you. Why are you backstage again? I don't know. It's you're sharing. You're sharing your screen. Anyway, it was anyway. nice talking to you, Crypt Keeper. Come back on sometime. You're allowed on anytime. All right, man. I'll be in touch. That's so cool. Love Death, you guys. Peace. Death comes socking. Bye. Greg, great episode. I want everyone to go ahead and hit the subscribe button for Pink Sock Podcast and for more exclusive content on Pink Sock Podcast. We have big shows coming up. We have uh, Ryan Roxy coming on here in the next couple weeks. I will show the promotional material next week on the show. Do Warrior, are you going to be joining us next week? Yeah. And we do have an announcement to make. Um, unfortunately, as you notice, Tony's not with us. It has something to do with school. But uh, I believe it's either the Ryan Roxy episode or the episode after that. Tony will no longer be a part of Pink Sock temporarily. Hopefully it's temporarily. Um, I wish him the best in his schooling. We're still going to be living together. You'll still see him on my like Snapchat and shit. It's just his school is conflicting with the time of the show and I don't want to confuse people further by changing the time or the day. So Greg over here is going to be the new co-host of the show. Um, we love Tony. He's going to be on in future episodes and hopefully be back. But he's got to you focus can, on school, and I appreciate that. I respect you can that. always, you know, um, cut him in. Yeah, I was thinking do like a video. Hi, guys. <laughs> and just have like his laugh. Just cut out snippets of his laugh. Yeah, that ant laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but we had Zach on the show just now. You go check him out on Death Comes Lifting. We love that guy. He has a great podcast. Um, it's as good as Pink Sock. I'm not going to say it's better. It might be. I, but <laughs> Check him out, guys. Check him out. And check out his merch as well. You got some merch? Yeah, check out his merch. He has some great horror movie merch. He does his own artwork, too, which is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, we, we need to get beanies for this show and, like, shirts. Oh, yes, Pink Sock beanies. I'm down for that. Pink Sock merchandise. I'm thinking about making a website, but I don't know if I should do, like, a Mike Usnick website, like, for my comedy and everything in my own YouTube channel, or do a Pink Sock podcast website. <laughs> I don't know. I, I still reckon... Uh, t-shirts would be good. T-shirts. I was going to get the one, like it's going to be like a work shirt if I can get them made that has like pink sock right here. And on the back, it says, ask me about my pink sock. Yeah. I'm down with that. Or tank tops for summertime. I have a really badass Alice Cooper work shirt. I don't know if you've seen it yet or not. I think I have. I think, yeah, I've seen you wearing it a few times. Yeah, it has like raise the dead on the back. But yeah, all the best to Tony. He's going to be here hopefully next week. I don't know, depending on what school's doing. Uh, we're we're going to miss him, but he's going to still be a part of it. He's still going to be a big part of it. But go subscribe to Pink Sock if you haven't already. Well, Mike Usnick, my official YouTube channel. And keep an eye open because I might be getting back into stand-up comedy soon. I might. I was thinking about it. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. You're going to join me? You're going to be like the Australian Rock and Sock Connection? <laughs> but uh, much love to all you guys um go check out death comes lifting check out cat fight coffee we are not sponsored yet but ac listen to me brother if you want to sponsor 
Pink Sock Podcast, let me know because we would more than like gladly do that because I do drink Cat Flight every episode. We have some in there that brewed before we went live. It's probably cold by now, but Cat Flight tastes good cold or warm. And they have some great merchandise. Let me see that Cat Flight shirt again. Oh, that's oh, oh, like this is so comfortable. That's sexy. That cat has like the David Bowie lightning bolt going on too. Yeah. But oh, okay. we're heading out. Remember, live long, rock hard. Thank you to all of our Patreons. Thank you to everybody in the chat. Uh, we appreciate you. It is much love. We will be back next week with Garak. We don't have a guest next week. So it's just going to be me, Garak, and possibly Tony bullshitting like we do and talking about the future of the podcast. Much love. Pink Sock's not going anywhere unless you put lotion on it. <laughs> which you can yeah, buy. Which you can buy. Which you can buy from deathcomeslifting.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you, brother. Much see love. You, Live long. Yeah, everybody. Life.